Hi everyone, today I'll be sharing from the DT in Psalm 96. It starts out with verse 1 that says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. That's really interesting that it starts out with this phrase, a new song. Why is this a new song? Well, one really interesting part of this psalm is that it's not only directed toward Israel, but all nations. So even though God chose Israel as his chosen people, his vision has always been for the entire world to be blessed and to worship him. We look back at Genesis chapter 12, when God calls Abraham, he blesses Abraham to be a blessing to the nations, telling him that in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And part of this psalm is a call for all the earth, all nations to worship God. And then in verse 2, it says, Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. What are we called to do? We are called to tell of his salvation. That is our primary calling. We think about in the New Testament, the Great Commission. All of us were made to know and to worship God. And this psalm reminds us that we cannot be so inwardly focused on our life and what we want. Our primary aim is to declare God's glory, not only to ourselves, but also to all the nations. And I think that's why this psalm is so amazing. It's all about singing praise to God. And so when we moved on to the next verses three through six, who is God? We see a picture of him who performs marvelous works among all the peoples. He made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. And we think about God in this way, if that's all true, that the conclusion is verse four. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We're all worshipful creatures. We are meant to worship and to marvel. Just like when you go to Yosemite or you go to Mount Washington, you look at all the grandeur and like, wow, we feel so small. The world, God is so big. That's how we are made to be. And likewise, we see in this psalm, our life should be about God and making much of him. And yet many times we do not have the spontaneous declaration of his praise. We don't recount all that he is and give him the appropriate praise. What is our view? Our view is very much towards ourselves, our life, and what we need to take care of. And so how do we live our life? We live in a way where we're big and he's small. But the problem is we also know that we're limited and that we're small. And so we feel fearful and anxious. And that's why we easily get taken in by these worthless idols as described in verse 5. And so what's the solution when we get tempted? When we find ourselves full of anxiety and fears, when we're pursuing the same worthless idols again and again, I think one of the solutions is to turn to praise. Notice in this chapter, there's a lot of commands. Verse one, sing to the Lord. Verse three, declare his glory. Verse seven, ascribe to the Lord. Verse nine, worship the Lord. And verse 10, say among the nations. It's a command because it's not natural to us. So we need to be intentional about doing this, to look for opportunities to sing, declare and worship. How? I think the best times are during our times of prayer and the times of worship, singing hymns, and then when we can say and share amongst one another. And just some practical ways that I've been learning to do this. I think one of them is through prayer. There's an acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. That stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. I know when I pray, immediately I go to confession and supplication, just asking for stuff. But man, we gotta start with A, adoration. Who is God? Remembering that. And then, man, there's so many hymns out there that we can sing. I think one of them I like to sing, especially out in nature, is How Great Thou Art, reminding us of who God is, and it puts us into the right place, that we are small, God is big, and that's how we were meant to be. In verses 7 to 8, Ascribe to the Lord is mentioned three times. It says, Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord, glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord, the glory to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. To ascribe to the Lord means we give or attribute to God what is already His, what God already deserves. 
And in verse 7, who is called to ascribe to the Lord? Like Angel mentioned, it's, O families of the peoples, not just the Israelites, but for all the people, including the Gentiles. The temple was made with an outer court that allowed Gentiles to come and worship God and bring offerings to God. God always had in mind the people of the surrounding nations and wanted the Israelites to be holy, live out his law, so that the Gentiles would see and worship God also. And what are we to attribute to God? That he has glory, strength, his name is due glory, and we are called to bring an offering and come into his courts. This can sound demanding, like God wants to benefit from us, worshiping him in some way. But remember how in Psalm 50 it says, For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. God is not demanding sacrifices for his personal benefit, but he knows that when we praise him, it is for our benefit. It does something to our hearts to look up and to give thanks to God. But even when the people worship God and brought sacrifices and slaughtered animals, it was like a big party afterwards. There was a lot of barbecue for everyone to share. There was feasting. And imagine how the children of Israel grew up. Every time they were to go to the temple and it was one of those appointed feasts, everyone brought a lamb or a bull offering and the priest would slaughter it and afterwards cook it and serve it to the people. And in a time when people were poor, most of them just eating meat like that must have felt like such a party, such an occasion for joy. And God wanted his people to enjoy this. And he wanted them to remember that he didn't benefit from the sacrificial system, but it was for them, they did. And again, in verse 10, say among the nations, it's to say to the Gentiles, the watching world, that the Lord reigns. It's like telling the Israelites that they should evangelize, tell people that God is the one true God and the one who will judge the peoples with equity and the world and righteousness. This means for those of us who follow God, we know how it's all going to end and that the only opinion that matters in the end is God's. We don't have to chase after the approval of other people in this world or try to make ourselves seem important by chasing after money, success, or degrees, or career. We can live a life of love knowing that this is how God wanted us to live all along with thanksgiving over who he is and how he has saved us and to declare his glory among the nations, to say among the nations, the Lord reigns. I know evangelism and sharing the gospel has had a bad rap the past few years. People don't like to be considered evangelical. It seems politicized like a dirty word, but to share the gospel is something that we as Christians are called to do out of gratitude for how God has been so good to us saved us from our sins, freed us to live a life of love. And I'm hoping and praying that after COVID, people will be even more open to the good news of the gospel, that the Lord reigns and that he is a good heavenly father who does not come in wrath, but comes with grace and mercy for all who put their trust in Jesus. So that's it for today. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.